0: everybody welcome to my show voice to be reckoned with brandy joy um today's show is getting to know brandy joy singleton i chose this show because i wanted to connect with my guests and my listeners more i asked so much of you all to share with me and to tell tell me tell me tell me tell me your story and all that and how you can help and you know and i just wanted to make sure that i was connecting too so that you know you know when i'm in your cars and in your rooms and at your you know, that's your table, your lunch. You know what I mean? You can feel like you know more about me and what I stand for and where I'm coming from when I do my shows. So I hope that this enlightens you and you learn a lot. So let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show. A voice to be reckoned with with Brandy Joy today my show is getting to know Miss singleton I decided to do this show because I don't know I just wanted to become a little closer personable with my my audience you know I, I have special guests which is each and every one of my guests are special to me um, share things with me that a lot of times are personal just by them letting me in and Coming on my show personal, and I just want my audience and them to know more of me. So when you listen to me, it's like you kind of you connect more, and you know who you're you're listening to. Um, so here I am. I was born right here in San Diego, California. Um, I was born the day after Christmas. December 26, 1978. Um, I have a big sister and I have two great parents. They have, uh, they're now, they've passed away. And um, I am here, you know, hoping, well, I would say, am being the daughter today that they would be proud, proud of, you know my parents were great parents uh, I didn't have stories that a lot of people I know had they came from a lot of hardship broken homes and, and uh, you know a lot of scars and and trauma you know as I sit here and I close my eyes and I think about my childhood I think about so many many great memories you know with my dad me and my sister we were is princesses, you know, he had. He, he, my dad, he would call us his. Um, my sister was big whip, I was little whip. People like whip, little whip. <laughs> my dad was a lot older um, than my mom, and actually, they weren't married. Um, actually, he was not my biological father, but he was all I knew since uh, the day I was born. We'll get into. All that other person stuff <laughs> a little bit further down the line because you know, getting to know Miss sing- Singleton cannot be wrapped up in just one setting, not in one episode, one show. Nah, it's a uh, many colors, many sides, many ventures, much change, and much many lessons, and great amounts of gratitude. Uh, so. <laughs> I thought today I'd just start off, just letting you guys know, you know, enough of me to say, okay, I connect. We have things in common, or you might have questions, or you might, you know what I mean, just be a lot more interested in listening and know why I do what I do. Um, I've always been into creative creativity. At very young age, my mom tapped in on that when I began writing poetry and she was my number one supporter she's on now and still <laughs> number one supporter mom um, she taught me much but she always was very really adamant about brandy be careful because people you know I me mean, will try to take your steal your stuff and basically what she was saying was don't just be all nilly willy with your poetry and, and just putting it out there you know and I was like okay so, you know, because I would write things, and I would write them for other people, too. People, people would ask me to do po- write poems for maybe that friend or a significant other, a boyfriend in, in the military, if I want to tell my, my boo a, a poem, or I had a friend that she she wanted a poem for, um, she needed a writing piece that she needed to, uh, you know, refer to as um, she was going to uh, college, very older, much older lady. And, um, she told me how much feedback, how great, you know, and how much they love the poem I wrote her, you know, and that was for her, you know, and, but I always remember, you know, what my mom said, and I tell her like, mom, but you know, those poems, that's, that's fine. Cause those aren't for me or of me or about me. I pretend it straight, strictly around the person that asked me to write it. But I didn't do it too, too much, but I did, I did, you know, but also I, I a few times I had a uh, published, you know, or I had sent some of my my work in, and it, it was chosen. It won a contest once. I had a poem called "Tomorrow," and then when I was going to the lovely Patrick Henry High School, my poem "A Natural Woman" was added into the school. Um, we had a school like newsletter, you know. So those things were like pretty pretty cool, you know. And countless amounts of you know, books, of poems that I I wrote. I recall this one night I was uh, downtown and went to a restaurant, you know, because I had a tendency to, like, you know, after work, go to, you know, to, like, a nice restaurant and, you know, sit by myself, and I'd, like, write, you know, and just, you know, enjoy, you know, after a day's hard work. And I had this poetry book that I took with me, and then, i forgot i had i lost it so i was just like a bummer it was a lot of poems you know um i I love doing it i just i would write monologues short plays uh and just writing in general is just fun for me you know my mom was very talented herself she made some bomb freaking clothes my mom was so freaking good she would do cute things like maybe like every summer. Like I had this one outfit it's in my head because I like colors, I like bright colors. Pink's my favorite, red's my favorite. But it was kind of like it was tie-dye and it was a t-shirt, sleeveless t-shirt with the little short set, really cute. And I love, 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 love. It had like the bright pink, red, yellow, turquoise. You know, and I wore that that summer and people were like, "Where did you get that from?" <laughs> my mommy made it. She does exactly what people do that make the clothes we wear, and she was good at it she didn't take no classes she had a sewing machine and she <laughs> forever was making things but the cute thing about it is she would make matching clothes for my dolls little clothes for my dolls my barbies all that stuff and not for my sister because my sister didn't play with dolls my sister more on the tomboy side she my sister was away way into sports and stuff you know she, soccer ROTC track you know and she would always take me with her she went to San Diego High you know so she always took me with her to practice and all that stuff and you know we we're my sister you know was the true example of a big sister you know took me with her everywhere she went and I love her dearly um so yeah so yeah so my mom she was like really really talented with that and so I would write um I would like be like hey mom you're good and even as I got older Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to track back to this one memory. So I went to my, I think it was my first dance. I was at Patrick Henry, and it was the winter formal. So we decided, we went to, like, a lot of places. I don't know if you guys remember Charlotte Rouge, Rave, all kind of places. And then we decided, okay, I like so many different things, but still couldn't narrow down. She went, and we went to the um, fabric store, and she got, like, a velvety, uh, emerald, you know, green. Material and then she she plushed out you guys. I gotta find that picture with the the trim on the top. It was like half you know half cut like on the shoulders with this little tiny strap. She had to, she had to do all that and then it had the gold trimmings like right around the, the chest part. You know like it's like a half shirt kind of, but the rest was dress. It would have slit all the way down. You know a slit, but it was like long. The dress was long like over my over my knees. No no like. Covered my knees, just right about thereabouts, and then we had a nice little slit. She had the satin inside too, you know, the lining and everything. And you would just up and down. Huh, that she we purchased it. I, my mom was a bad, was bad when it came to the sewing sewing game. And I would like think of ways and stuff. I was like, Mom, man, if you only like, you know, I me, mean? she didn't want to sell or do any of that stuff. She did it for pure love and fun, and she would, you know, make things for people. And I would sit at home sometimes, and I would write up business. Uh, business, you know, for her to do like business stuff, like if she had a store, and this and that, how much of this. I just love the, the art of writing, and I thought that was like so so cool. And she could knit her butt off. To this day, I have a few of her items that she knit me with scarves, and they were beautiful, and I still have some. Um, she was she was amazing, but for no profit. It's crazy because I every time she went to she would go to this, um, called Yardage, Yardage Town in National City, and man, I tell you, when we used to go there, I'd be like, oh man, um, fabric store, because she was, you know, they have the seating area where you eat the books, sit down, and you kick it, and you look, and she would kick it, she'd be there, because, you know, this she was into this, this is what she did, she, did. she loved it, so her, this was her hobby, and, uh, I didn't like going there, it was so boring, you know, because she took a long time, like, hours of change and hit up the whole store and walk around it so that was my memory of that but you know as I am older and stuff you know I have my talents too like I said the writing and all that stuff I I loved entertainment I always wanted to act I was in a few plays in high school I did one in um, Patrick Henry um, where I ended up meeting one of my first best well not my first best friend I, I had a best friend when I was younger my name was Samantha Austin. If you're out there, we reconnected like maybe some years ago over Facebook. I haven't seen her. But <laughs> let me tell you, that was my dear, dearest childhood. I loved her so much. <laughs> Remember the day she left, she said my dad's moving me on now and I cried, I cried, I cried. Because we would just go outside, we'd take our stuff and go either in front of her house or my house. Put all our Barbie stuff, like right on the sidewalk. We had all these cool Barbie things. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother part of Brandy. Um, but in high school, you know, that's I went to a Patrick Henry, and when I was in the the drama class, I met my friend, one of my best friends, Shalonda, and um, yeah, it was pretty cool. How she, Cause she had said to me, she's like, I didn't know you're so. You know, we ended up having to talk. I don't know if it was assignment or something. And she told me, she's like, Hey, you know, I first messaged you. She said, I thought you were mean because you have this look on your face. And I'm not mean. I just like have a serious look. Then you get to talk to me. like, uh, you know, bubbly. just really like, hey, and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, no. And my mom used to tell me, She's like, Brandy, why are you going look like that? She's like, People probably to think you mean or something. I'm like, What if you keep saying this? I'm like, Such. happy go lucky where I'm happy person you know and make that long story short I, I start to pay attention sometimes to my photos that I take and I thought it's because I don't really do photos too often because I don't feel like uh, getting a good look angle I'm very critical when it comes to it and so that's why I'm not really smiling and I just tended to just take these I mean, long to come out cute and attractive I'm fake but I had a guest tell me that <laughs> he's like, Girl, it's like you want people to wanna come onto your page and, and go to your site and listen. like you look like you're saying, What do you want? I found it funny. I found it adorable. I found it funny and it, it enlightened me and I took in the the critique, you know what I mean, because I'm secure, you know I mean with who I am and I know that I'm not perfect. And so it's like from him course And then for him to be willing and and not being shady, and some people just be like, mm, not saying, you know what I mean? It's, the, it's the delivery, who you are, of course, and what exactly I am I'm doing, and I'm trying to get across in the first place. Now for just one of my regs, I'm like, okay, well, it looks, I didn't ask you, <laughs> you know what I mean? So get it, twist that. Eh. But for this particular reason, I took that criticism. The positive constructive criticism in because he w- exactly what I needed from someone that was an uh, outsider looking in, as far as um, audience or a client, you know, just on the business part, you know, so and uh, you know, the feedback. You know, I'm not looking for feedback in my life in general, like I don't have one picture, you know, what I mean, because you know, <clears throat> everybody ain't got it like that. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I don't really talk to you, either. you don't really know what's going on here. So, so with him, I figured, yeah, thank you. Amazing. I and I've been working on that, by the way, Artie. <laughs> been working on it. Uh, but we're getting some more today, you know, because I want to be better in all my ventures and what I do. So that's, to me, that's, you know, I find that very significant, how something from my childhood, or something I grew up, you know, hearing, not very much, but from my mother. I heard it one more time from Artie Hoffman. That is, kind of makes me tear up a little bit, um, because Artie is such a sweetheart, and so, just amazing, and, and caring, and feel like i have known for a lifetime. um so yeah that's some of that uh so the talents and all that and oh yeah and so as an adult from then and then my mom having these amazing talents because she didn't just do knitting and sewing okay she used to draw okay so i mean i wonder why i'm such an awesome person <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding but, I don't know if you like, you know, if you go onto my page and you see these paintings, those are, are my I I's. Creative thing, sometimes, if you're like really a cre- into creative and you're just a creative person in your mind, like, you won't even know about, you can just come across something that has to do with art or, or creativity and right then just connect with it but never thought about doing it before. I kind of thought about like if I was ever to be a painter. I was never into painting really. Until a bright painting, you know what I mean, came along. I just raved, "Like, oh, painting!" You know. No, I seen a beautiful canvas, you know the ones you put up, in the painters were little hats and stuff, Picasso stuff. And from there out, I was just like filled my basket with as many canvases and paint that I could. Came home and to, and, and bought the, uh, the the professional easel. The stand. And I was at work. I was, and I was perfecting, and I, and my talents. It just came from just me, just letting the paint touch the canvas. Sometimes I would think it. Sometimes I wouldn't. But I'll would just go with the flow. Sometimes I draw out what I'm gonna, uh, my draw in my hand, <laughs> no trace. What I'm gonna do. And a lot of times it's just strictly paint, but all hand uh, hand done by me myself. And I think I've gotten better. Return and got a lot of different good feedback and uh, from some pe- people and places where I'm just like, What? Think so? Thanks. And a lot of them, I like, toot my own horn. I'm like, Yeah, she did that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I tapped into my painting, which really, really helps me with like stress or anxiety because I have anxiety and, uh, it, and it really, really, really just does a lot for that for the soul, for the mind, body all that stuff that I just love coming together with masterpieces those will be on my website soon uh I do little buildings I build stuff like I for people at my job um I had a really awesome one I did for a co-worker she loves Alice in Wonderland so I took this the setting it started from just the boards like the wood pieces I would get from like Walmart or something I start gluing and, and doing levels and stuff and then putting, creating and making furniture and I just decked it out. I'm going to look for that and I'm going to put it up later today. It was a theme shrine around Alice in Wonderland. I worked my tail off on that thing. I was, you know, I had it. She loved it. I, at school I did pieces for each teacher or the principal and they all was themed around what, them and their personalities and what they made teach. So that's another thing I did. Uh, I actually made a two story uh, little house with sure stairs i had to do bedroom yard decked out to the church so the little houses for people I, I, i'm the business okay so let are gonna sit here and not shoot it you know you it, not do it no i'm gonna toot it and toot it <laughs> no 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 enough about that because i can just show you with visuals versus the words so you can see for yourself they were for a moment they're going to possibly be put in the market you know I, I must, you know I, I played around with that and then you know with, with some different business companies and you know I wasn't too quick to jump on the wagon because I know you know the whole copyrights and all that stuff that, that lingo was taught and paperwork was and the numbers started being tossed around I said yeah, okay well I see that you guys like it and you that's so many creative ideas we could have done but I didn't want to just hop right on that and then not know that I got played or charged too much you know what I mean so it was just something to see like I could do this there is a market for me it is good enough <clears throat> so yeah so yeah yeah. hey this is me letting you know who Verandy Singleton is uh I love, I love entertainment. I love anything that has to do with just like, I don't know, talent, entertainment. I love to sing. I write songs. You know, I uh, always, always wanted to learn how to play the piano. So a few years back, I did start my piano lessons. I didn't get to finish. So that's my bucket list because that's my dream to play my own music while I sing. But I love the piano. I love classical. I will listen to that that music. I was going to say. You no, I don't curse. I try not to. You know? I like... I have Mozart... I have Mozart's uh, CD. You know? No, It's a Beethoven. Either or. Like them both. People would see me or you look at me and be like, She likes... Yeah. Not just saying it's his hound. Some people say it be like, I like that. But I never heard him listen to it one, one bit. It's always whatever. Everything else. But what they say, they like me... You might hear my my radio or my 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 streaming media play go from uh, a rap song to R and B to a you know what I mean to a straight up Mozart piece to I have a very colorful variety of things I like to listen to that you couldn't even pinpoint me on what type of music it's like you know what I mean? So I'm from the West Coast, so I'm living right here, it's lovely California, West Coast, okay, but I'm San Diego. But you know, I love I love my rap. Cube, Snoop, you know, I like all kinds of stuff. Method, I keep going and going, uh, Eminem, all you know, different different rappers, Jay Z. I like all that stuff. You know what I mean? I like R and B, I'll be back from new edition. Like I still listen to all this right now. I'll go from 2019 down you know, to you know, the, something in the eighties. Uh and then uh all this uh, I love my Madonna, my favorite song, Papa John Preach human league, I'm only like, human, I, like, just, you can't really, you never can't me, you can't, you know, make I was all, and then straight up into the classical, you know, so, yeah, that's, my favorite type of movies are, alright, people, I've been doing better, <laughs> I've been watching a lot, I haven't, in a while. but horror, my mom, she was into horror, too, but, um, I think that's where I picked it up from, but, like, Zombies and all that stuff. I um actually my favorite TV show hands down, total world is The Walking Dead. Don't even start it. If I get enough people, I think actually I have a show soon with a very amazing, amazing person, with a father that's a legend. And, you know he was a legend. He's a legend actually, and darn it, he's one too. You know what I mean? He's amazing, and I'm gonna have him right here. George C. Romero, his dad is the creator of the Creep Show, The Night of the Living Dead. And if you know anything about zombies, that was the original. Okay, where zombies came up out the ground and they walked hella hella slow. <laughs> oh, and they only came out at night, right? But yeah. Not anymore. I need more. But yeah, so that should be fun, actually. But it's going to be um just more, to, way more, you know. I, I'm just looking forward, just in general, just to getting to have Romero here and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about right but back to me <laughs> so yeah those types of movies and my mom she is so crazy she's play these horror uh tricks on us where me and my sister would be in our room lights off our windows a little cracked you know his dog and i and she would jump through our windows and she did a scary laugh from like tales from the crypt the crypt keeper terrify us. I think it might have scarred my sister because she does not do the horror movies at all to this day. She's like, Mm-mm. okay? Something that's horror to her, she's like, I did. Don't do nothing. Even my nephew be like, you know, but I think he started to, he got more, you know, but he's still like he's scared. He used to sit next to me and like, you know, can watch it? Watch it. Put his hands over his ears. It was so funny. My son, he, he'll dip and dab, but he don't really mess with it. He'd be like, I have he had just, I remember, I want to remember that movie, The Shallows, that came out, like, uh, maybe a few years ago, the shark one, the surfer girl, and, you know, I movies like that, you know, I'm a the lover of Jaws, that's my all-time, you know, classic. that's my favorite, you know, movie, I love sharks, I'm a factual head. my favorite animal, anything to do with, you know, with the, the ocean, you know what I mean, <laughs> it is hands on sharks, you guys know me, No. But Jaws, yes, and so I was like, I gotta go see this the big screen. This is a shark movie, and for a long time, he just was like, I don't wanna go see it. I said, How many times we gonna see shark movies? And you tripping like, the shark gonna jump out the movie screen, and you know, and I don't know what he was thinking. Of it was gonna be. It was that one. I was to forty-seven meters. It was. Hey, it was either or. I got, you know, probably convinced him, and the reason why I really was going so hard is because every time I wanted to go, I had him with me, so I was like, I can't just put you somewhere else, and I go here, I gotta get to this movie. and eventually, he agreed one day, the after he was like, "See, is so bad, oh, I'm so silly, I was like, mm-hmm, stop playing with me, but yeah, sharks, shark movies, uh-uh. not one's ever gonna get close enough, like Jaws gonna happen so that was always gonna be the, the number one and it's not ever possibly gonna it might be some all right ones some good ones but i've seen some great some good ones some great ones some awesome ones but not any ever up there on the level as jobs and that's just what it is and maybe it's not meant to i mean whew, that was the one that hit the scene and scared people shitless of the ocean that's the probably the main reason why people are turning. as soon as you connect water it's shark and that's the image we get of sharks because i think because of jaws you know because y'all don't catch me y'all you know i watch it from afar and you know, i watch it on the tv I, i'm not about to go swimming with the sharks i'm not unless it's like a really beautiful tropical scenery and it's like really innocent looking sharks and stuff but uh i love a great white. okay something about them just amazes me and I, I try to re- remember and get people to remember they're not these big, killing, angry, evil machines. Okay, if they're not coming up here on freaking land, you know, messing with us, people out there messing with them. And as soon as you jump out there and decide you want to swim around, you just got to remember you have now knocked yourself down to the bottom of, you know, some food chains and that if something were to happen, then, you know, it's like, this it's not, that's where they live. <laughs> That's what they do. Not like they got hands and shit, you know, trying to figure out what it is that, you know what I mean? Swimming around like a little seal. they use their teeth. Might be snack time. Hey, go catch me out there. But to the ones that do go out there, no, no disrespect. Have a good time. God bless. But I'm just not with it, you know. But sharks are not these crazy, evil things. I'm going to tell you right now, if I came across one, I'd probably sit and all that on myself. Excuse my language, but I ain't lying. I, I probably would. i probably die right there just, just, just from, you know, <laughs> initial shock alone. Oh, goodness. Okay. So, on that note, you guys, I have to take a break. And uh, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and leave all this, in this. You know, sometimes I take some stuff out of the... Um, know i'm giving this i think i'm giving this show to y'all because it's getting a little brandy singleton so why would it be anything else right right i don't know Hmm. stay chill we'll be right back i'm kidding i'm kidding but i don't know if you like you know if you go onto my page and you see these paintings those are, are my I, creative thing. sometimes if you're like really a, into creative and you're just a creative person in your mind like you won't even know about you can just come across something that has to do with art or creativity and right then just connect with it but never thought about doing it before I've kind of thought about like if I was ever painting I was never into painting really It's the right painting you know what I mean? Came along, not just Ravello. No, I seen a beautiful canvas. You know the ones you put up in the painters' were hats and stuff, and Picasso stuff. And from there out, I was just like, filled my basket with as many canvases and paints that I could. Came home and just and and bought the, uh, the the professional easel stand. And I was at work. I was and I was perfecting and. I, and my talents—it just came from just me, just letting the paint touch the canvas. Sometimes I would think it, sometimes I wouldn't. But I would just go with the flow. Sometimes I draw out what I'm gonna, uh, my drawing, my hand, <laughs> no trace, what I'm gonna do. And a lot of times it's just strictly paint, but all hand, uh, hand done by me myself. And I think I've gotten better over time and got a lot of different good feedback. And, People in places where I'm just like, what? Think so? Thanks. Nice. And a lot of them, I took my own horn. I'm like, yeah, she did that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I tapped into my painting, which really, really helps me with like stress or anxiety because I, I have anxiety. And uh, it, it, it really, really, really just does a lot for that, So soul, for the mind, the body, and all that stuff that I just love coming together with masterpieces. Those will be on my website soon. Uh, I do little buildings I build stuff I, I for people at my job uh, I had a really awesome one I did for a co-worker, she loves Alice in Wonderland so I took this, this setting it started from just the boards like the wood pieces I would get from like Walmart or something and start gluing and, and doing levels and stuff and then putting, creating and making furniture and I just decked it out I'm going to look for that and I'm going to put it up later today it was a theme shining around Alice in Wonderland broke my tail off on that thing, I was, you know, I it, she loved it, I, at school I did pieces for each teacher or the principal and it all was themed around them and their personalities and what they made to it. so that's another thing I did, uh, I actually made a two story um, little house with furniture, stairs I had to do, bedroom, yard, decked out, did a church, so the little houses for people are out of the business okay so I'm ready to sit here and not shoot it you know you didn't it, boot it no i'm gonna toot it and toot it <laughs> no 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 uh, enough about that because i can just show you with visuals versus the words so you can see for yourself they were for a moment they're going to possibly be put in the market you know i i must, you know I, I played around with that and then you know with, with some different business companies and, quick to jump on the wagon because i know you know the you know, copyrights and all that stuff but that lingo was taught, and paperwork was and then numbers started being talked around and i said yeah okay well i see that you guys I like it and I so many things with it. It was like, well, so many created my digital done but i didn't want to just hop right on that and then not know that i got played or charged too much you know what i mean so it was just something to see like i could do this there is a market for me it is good enough so yeah so yeah yeah hey this is me letting you know who Randy Singleton is uh I love I love entertainment I love anything that has to do with just like I don't know talent entertainment I love to sing I write songs you know I uh always always wanted to learn to play piano so I a few years back, I did start my piano lessons, I didn't finish, so that's my bucket list because that's my dream to play my own music while i but I love the piano, I love classical, I will listen to that, that music, I was going to say, don't curse, I try not to, you know, I like, I have Mozart, I have Mozart's uh, uh, CD, No, it's, no, it's a Beethoven, or, are all People would see me, or you look at me and be like, she really likes, yeah. Not just saying it's a town. Some people say it to be like, I like that. But I never heard them listen to it one, one bit. It's always whatever, everything else. But what they say they like, me, you might hear my, my radio or my, my my streaming media play go from uh, a rap song to an R&B to a, you know what I mean, to a straight up Mozart piece to. I have a very colorful variety of things I like to listen to that you couldn't even pinpoint me and what type of music you like. You know what I mean? So I'm from the West Coast, so I'm living right here lovely California, West Coast, okay, from San Diego, but, you know, I love I love little rap, you know, I love the ice cubes, you know, like all kinds of stuff, Method, I keep going and going, Eminem, all you know, different, different rap, Jay-Z, I like all that. Like I still listen to all this right now. I'll go from 2019 down to you know, to, you know the, something in the 80s, uh, and then all uh, this. Uh, I love my Madonna. My favorite song, Papa Don't Preach. Human League. I'm Only Human. I like just you can't really you never pinpoint me. Yes, you, you know I listen to all, then straight up into the classic. you know. So yeah. My favorite type of movies are, all right. People, I've been doing better. <laughs> I don't watch it a lot. I haven't. watched But horror. My mom, she was into horror too. But um, I think that's why I picked it up from. But like zombies and all that stuff. I um actually my favorite TV show, hands down, total world is The Walking Dead. Don't even start it. If I can get enough people, I think actually. I have a show soon with a very amazing, amazing person with a father that's a legend. That, you know, he was a legend. He's a legend, actually. And darn it, he's one, too. You know what I mean? He's amazing, and I'm going to have him right here. George C. Romero, his dad is the creator of the Creep Show, The Night of the Living Dead. And if you know anything about zombies, that was the original. Okay, where well, zombies came up out the ground. And they walked hella, hella slow. <laughs> oh, and they only came out at night, right? Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. But yeah, so that should be fun, actually. But it's going to be um just more, way more, you know, I, I'm just looking forward just in general just to getting to have Amara here and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about, right? But back to me. <laughs> So, yeah, those types of movies. And my mom, she is so crazy. She plays these horror uh, tricks on us where me and my sister would be in our room, lights off, our windows all cracked, and I'm going dog and, and she would jump through our windows. she a scary laugh from, like, tales from the crypt, the crypt keeper, terrify us. I think it might have scarred my sister because she does not do the horror movies at all to this day. She's like, mm. okay? Something that's horrible to her, she's like, I did. Don't be nothing. Even my nephew would be like, you know, but I think he started to he got more, you know, but he's still like scary. He would sit next to me and like, you know, can we watch it and watch it? Put his hands over his ears. It was so funny. My son, he he'll dip and dab, but he don't really mess with it. He'd be like, assigned. He I remember, I don't know if you remember that movie, The Shallows that came out like uh maybe a few years ago, with the shark one, his surfer girl. And, you know, I was movies like that. You know, I'm a lover of Jaws. That's my all-time, <laughs> you know, classic. That's my favorite, you know, movie. I love sharks. I'm a My favorite animal. Anything to do with, you know, with the uh, the ocean. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is hands down sharks. People that know me know that, but Jaws, yes. And so I was like, I gotta go see this big screen shark. And for a long time, he just was like, I don't want to go see these. I said, How many times gonna see the shark sure. movies? And you know, tripping like the shark gonna jump off the movie screen. And, you know, and I don't know what he was thinking. It was going to be, it was a thousand or was it 47 meters. It was, it, hey, it was either or. By the time I got, you know, finally convinced him. And the reason why I really was going so hard is because every time I wanted to go, I had him with me. So I was like, I can't just put you somewhere else and I go here. I got to get to this movie. And eventually he agreed one day. The actor, he was like, this is a spin. Oh, I was so silly. I was like, mm-hmm. Stop playing with me. But yeah, sharks. Shark movies. Not one's ever gonna get close enough. Like Jaws. Okay? It's, just, it's not gonna happen. So I was always gonna be the, the number one. And it's not ever possibly gonna... There might be some alright ones, some good ones, but... I've seen some great, some good ones, some great ones, awesome ones, but not any ever up there on the level. It's Jaws, that's just what it is, and maybe it's not meant to support I mean, whoo, that was the one that hit the scene, and scared people shitless of the ocean. That's probably the main reason why people are terrified, as soon as you connect water to sharks, and that's the image we get of sharks, because I think because of Jaws, you know, because y'all don't catch me on you know, ocean I watch it from afar and I watch them on TV. I, I'm not about to go swimming with the sharks. I'm not. Unless it's like a really beautiful tropical scenery and it's like really innocent like sharks and stuff. But uh, I love a great white. Okay. Something about them just amazes me. And I, I try to re- remember and get people to remember they're not this big killing, angry, evil machine. Okay. They're not coming up here on freaking land, you know. Messing with us, people out there messing with them. And so, if you jump out there and decide you want to swim around, you just gotta remember you have now knocked yourself down to the bottom of, you know, some food chains. And that if it's something were to happen, you know, it's like, it's, it's not, that's where they live. That's <laughs> what they do. Now, they got hands and shit, you know, try to figure out what it is that, you know what I mean, swimming around like a little seal. You, know, you say, Teeth, might be snack time. ain't yeah, catch me out there. But to the ones that do go out there, no no disrespect, have a good time, God, God bless, but I'm just not with it, you know. But sharks are not these crazy, evil things. I'm going to tell you right now, if I came across one, I'd probably sit and all that on myself. Excuse my language, but I ain't lying. I, I probably would. i probably die right there just, just from, you know, <laughs> initial shock alone, got it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, on that note, you guys, I have to take a break. And uh, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and leave all this and this. You know, sometimes I take some stuff out of the, um, you know, I'm giving this, I think I'm giving this show to you all. Because it's getting to know Brandy Singleton. So, why would it be anything else? Right? Right? I don't know. Hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, thank you for um, coming back and listening. You're here with Brandy Joy at A Voice To Be Reckoned With. We're continuing on with getting to know Miss Singleton. Brandy Joy Singleton, if you ask. (laughs) Um, So, you know, um, I talked about um, a variety of things, uh, a little bit about my childhood, things, you know, that I took a liking to that, you know, you know, molded me into the person I am today, you know. Um, as you you just about all you guys should know that um, but you know that I, I I you know focus in a lot on the bullying matters and issues and um, you know the one thing I know that started connecting me to a lot of people was that every I found everyone ninety nine percent I'm a hundred percent of everyone that I've, I've spoken to all that they have dealt with. Some type, kind of bullying, and majority of them were it was it was expensive bullying. And in their time, in their time, you know, bullying wasn't really looked at as it is now. You know, it was more like suck it up, you can't you know get over it, you know, put your big boy pants on, you know, stuff like that. You know, versus what's going on now, you can't really say those things, and then. People's thinking were not the way that they were from the you know back back then. Maybe people's dealings with these type of matters would be different, you know, the cycle and all that. So I say this to to say that um, when we come back right after this tid- little break, we're gonna talk about. Uh, my views, my thoughts coming from, you know, being, a uh, younger in my youth and in school how it was for me and my take on it all, so, uh, we'll be right back, thanks. Hey, I'm back, yes, 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 the voice to be reckoned with, Brandy Joy, and let's continue on with getting to know Miss Singleton. So, um, I, you know, went to preschool here in San Diego, it was Burbank. Uh, a school called Bourbon preschool at the time um yeah and in preschool you know it's pretty cool I remember I had a friend named Trish and I think my fondest memory of preschool was the little kitchen set and all the toys they had and, you know cause I have a thing right now even as an adult with like kid, like I'm a big kid first of all and many things like many like, kitchen, like houses it's, it's crazy I just I just love it toys, <laughs> specific ones, you know, they're all toys, but anyways, um, so, I was, I just loved playing with, like, all the, the, the gadgets, the mini, you know, the kitchens, and, and everything they had, you know, the dress ups, oh, whatever, you know what I mean, I love to play, okay, makes sense in preschool, um, I do call vaguely having that, you know, because I see now when kids are sent to school, like they have this phase, and some last longer than others, where they cry every time a parent drops them off, like, all day, practically, having a little story, well, not even a story, but something I just found really adorable when you see these things, uh, when kids are new, especially new to, like, being away from their parents, because that's what it really is, you know, not that they're in school, because if a parent was there with them, they'd be good, would be like, alright, let's get it being left there, I totally get it, I have that feeling too, uh, I think everybody can identify with that, and then maybe not, <laughs> some people run, for he goes, bye mom, anywho, I don't know what that was about guys, um, yes, so preschool, yeah, uh, yeah, and those were like cool memories, and then there was elementary, oh man, loves me some elementary, I went to the same school from, let's see, kinder. To sixth grade, Logan Elementary. Uh, First grade with Kinder was, uh, I think I still remember Miss Enzminger. Es- loved her. I think she was known for her little, the little you remember those little fish um, snacks they still have now. I think she was the one with those. Yeah, I used to love them. And there was something about these mats. I remember I had a friend, and she was a good friend, but at the same time she what wasn't? It was like she was kind of like a showboater. I don't know the word for it. You know, skinny kindergarten. But I know like. We would have this time of the day where we go in this room after our, our carpet circle time, and then we would have to grab these mats to go in the other room and sit on them. And uh, <clears throat> I don't remember what lesson it was, but some were different colors, burgundy, gray. They just kind of looked like little carpet mats, actually. But there was this one that we would try to always get to, and just snatch it up before the other. And it was kind of, like, not fluffier, but just had a little bit more thickness to it. I don't know. But it was like it wasn't until I was going for it, it, it was just like a, a, a just a thought in my head, like how thick and vivid that memory <laughs> is in kindergarten. Of that, I don't lie, I don't have very, uh, very um, many others really, but the circle group and in the uh, you know, circle time, what we were doing with those fish crackers. And then that room with that that carpet, that whole carpet thing, you, you know, everybody had to get the carpet and Trying to get to a first, and either she got it first or I got it first. But she made it her mission to make sure that we both tend to be going for that at the same time. Crazy. Her name was Lizette. Um, Lizette, I can't remember her last name. It's like on my tongue. But anyways. And then we'll move on to first grade. That was Miss Evenson. Everyone that had Miss Evenson loved me. I remember after the sixth grade, when I even left that school, we had seen this even I think, a few times. She was already up in age then. In my head, she reminds me of Christmas. Okay, at Christmas, there'd be these apples she would always have, but they were fake, shiny. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you know. Sometimes we'll still see them around. But for some reason, you know how you just have that memory or that, that object that reminds you of something. So around that time, I was into marbles. And the crazy part is, me and my sister reminiscing the other day, because I found a box of marbles at the store the other day. You know, I still haven't opened them yet. You know, I can't take them to where I work. You know, because now the more of the concern is like someone swallowing. Yeah, we might have swal- you know swallow size things. You know, around that kids can swallow, but and, and the likelihood of a, a kid doing this with these marbles is slim. The possible, I've seen grown kids. You know, most oddest things and for the most you think like they would know better. But for me I would think it would be just more of a an issue versus whatever. But that's not the point. The point is I still have them in the box. My sister was really excited when she seen them though. She like wanted to go home and take them home and I was gonna be like, you wanna go ahead and borrow these? <laughs> and the wholesale's like over a hundred something of because, you know the marbles are different ones, that's a big Bolder one that takes out the, you you know, you know marbles, you know, and so my dad, you know, he always had me, you know, hook me up with the latest, like, marbles, like, I had all kinds of bomb collection. and I'd go to school, and would trade them, or, 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 you know, play a game for them and stuff, and I was, you know, I was marbling, (laughs) y'all, yeah, yeah, I was, and I have these marbles, I'm thinking about getting them back into the game, I'm thinking about it, what if my son's up for it, Hmm. you know, these days, these kids don't, really be doing the whole marble, pick up sticks, and jacks, you know, so yeah, and that was the year, first grade, I think, that I joined, I'm pretty sure it was either first, nope, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. it wasn't first grade, culture club, though, there were so many things I did in elementary, uh, so yeah, definitely, and we had this aide, Ms. Taylor, she was, she was pretty mean, but I guess she wasn't, you know, I guess she was just pretty harsh and hard for a reason, but she scared me, you know, freaking scared me. And for the most part, everything was cool. You know, my big sister used to go to the same school, too. You know? And we're six years apart. Uh, then I move along to... Third, what did I say? Oh, second grade. I can't remember her name, but her face is in my head. Second grade was cool. But let me tell you, the memories I, that stick out to me that I really, really just remember in second grade was Play-Doh. The Play-Doh that smelled like mint. And trying to eat Play-Doh knowing that it was not going to happen, for some reason, it still needed to take it, and then, always, when school would be getting out for, like, the year, or a large vacation, long vacation, all this cool, cool stuff, the school stuff they would give us, like, you know, I like to play school with my cousins when I, when I used to go home, so I used to have, like, worksheets and books and all kinds of stuff, so I got a kick out of that, you know, so those were, like, the two things, you know, that stick out. Anyway, I think that was the year I learned the song. This land is your land, this land is mine. just me out they still sing that sometimes in, in school. And I'm like, dude, I remember that song. It took me forever to get past, I'm like, teach would play every morning. And I was just like, yeah, I could not, for the life of me, remember the song. Like, it took forever for me to get to, like, as I was walking, like, the next verse. I don't know what that's about. You know? But then after a while, I was like, like I got older, I was like, I learned more of the verses. Legacy. And about good sweet memories, you know, the PTSD went away. I said like, no, I'm playing. So yes, there is that. And then third grade, fourth. So basically, as I go on, I'm having these memories. The third grade is a mixture. I, I think it's intertwining with another. But around third or fourth grade, that's when I joined the patrol. And that's when you uh, go outside and you know control traffic. You control traffic, like little traffic and. I stayed on that a few years, all the way up until I made it to lieutenant or sergeant, to the highest one, where I didn't really have to do anything, just monitor. Yeah, I did that. I remember the teacher asking one day, did somebody want to raise your hand if you want to help do something? And I just raised my hand. I didn't know what it was for at the time. And next thing you know, I'm on patrol, and I'm like, that's what I do. That was me, you know. And I did it well, and proud. You still have Patrol. My hats off to you guys. School I work at now, they have a patrol. Now it's my students alone. I used to do that on my high So yes, and I, I did that all the way up to sixth grade. And, uh, and so I was fairly, I fairly popular. See me, I don't really think in that way even now. But I was just me. And my friends were just probably just you know what I mean. But I didn't see bullying if it was going on, did they handle it, because that kid wasn't there, other person my age that went to the same school, but that was something differently. like, um, but, you I know, I grew up in that neighborhood, and, you know, had a lot of family, and I didn't have those type of problems, like, pretty much got along with everybody, Dad used to make me lunch every morning. My dad lived down the street. Remember we were talking about earlier. I lived up the street. My dad lived down the street. So in the morning, I would go down to, well, actually, I had moved at this time because my mom was married, and we lived way across, well, not too far, but across town. So my dad would drive over to where I lived, uh, kind of over base in San Diego, the 32nd baby base, and then he would bring me back, like, every morning, get me from my house. You know, sometimes I'd have to do patrol early in the morning. I'd go to his house. he always had uh, the smell of his kitchen. So always make me it was a different theme every day, I love my daddy, nice and peace dad, you know, pancakes, or something with the the potatoes, or something, I'm telling you, I love me some potatoes with ketchup, and um, toast, and I love my dad, and then he always had my school lunch prepared, I didn't have, you know, he'd make me a lunch, I didn't eat, you know, which I had no problem, because to this day, I love school cheeseburgers from cafeteria, but, yeah, my dad, that's what he did, and my daddy used to always put Twinkies, and apple, and just fix me a lunch, you know, and, but, I never told him this, but I never liked the Twinkies, I didn't, don't like Twinkies, I still don't like Twinkies, so, like, every day, somebody would, like, be ready, they'd be like, who's gonna the brandy for Twinkies, so i just already be like, oh, I'm here, it was like, whoever came, that's who got it, but I did not tell him I didn't like Twinkies, I kept the Twinkie, and whoever got to me first, it was, you know, if they bust. on there was no fights over it, no miscruciation, you know, you know what I mean, it was just like, here you go, <laughs> great. Like give me this, give me that. I was like, no, here you go. Twinkie. Somebody got a Twinkie. It <laughs> didn't go to waste. You know, these days now it's like you tell your kids, I, I didn't pay for it. They got, they got their own mama. I'm I pay to give you lunch away. First to on my son about giving lunch away, and, because I see how these kids are, and they'll try to eat all your damn lunch if you give them even one thing. And then we try to stress to the kids not to share food, you know, for so many reasons, and you don't know who's allergic to it. So that is really big, so, yeah, that was, like, a little, another little, like, a little funny little memory I have, and, uh, I lived, we lived by a store called Sawaya Brothers, you know, and so, like, when I went, then they, you know, because after my dad brought me to his house, and I ate breakfast and everything, and I, you know, he, I would be there for a while before we started, because he knows what I love to do, I'd get on that couch in the living room, and watch all my shows, that's what Punky Brewster on, and, by the way, Punky Brewster, when I was a kid, was my favorite TV show. I was a black Punky Brewster for Halloween. Yeah, I had the shoes with her face in. my auntie had got me. I remember I used to try to create uh, her room. I remember my, me and my sister had a room together. And I, did, I just remember her just laying there, just looking at me like, oh, see how this works out for her. <laughs> she wasn't trying to stop me or anything. I think she was entertained by it. I don't know. You know, because she has that hammock bed or whatever. I was like, I can recreate this. You know, I loved Punky Brewster. I had the lunch pail. I still love Punky Brewster. I have a, a DVD set. You know, a friend of mine got me um, at my other job. My friend Nicole, thanks but I still have that DVD set, Punky Brewster. I was so thoughtful when she did that because we had t- talked about how that was my favorite show and then she got it for me for, you know, some Christmas' back. Maybe the world is fine. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, don't get me started, don't get me started. Just a little longer. Yep, so i will going Don't know. Anywho. And I also recall when I was on patrol, right, we had to go to the convention center for like this patrol thing or whatever, right, because so I had no clue that this was even going to happen, when that happened at this moment, and like we were lined up There's all these events going on, lining up, mm-hmm. stuff in a line, and I get closer, and I'm just like... And this is this person, you know, like kind of bent over. You know what I mean? How you bend down and do something. So basically their their, their tail is in the air. Uh, and then she stands straight up, she turns around, and I'm like, oh, my god. And it's Soleil Moonfry, that's Punky Brewster. Which by the way, she had boobs and was quite quite a little thick in the back right at that moment. But I was just like more like, oh my gosh, do you know that the universe can be Mother figure Sometimes, you know, cause, you know, they let only a certain amount of people back, right, because I had no clue how I felt about this, this girl, this TV show, this, this, you know, this uh, actress. So they counted off the people. Like, okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, that cut. That's enough. Right where I was. That's where they cut off. That I said, no, <laughs> no, that right there. I remember. Like it was today. <laughs> Broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Into pieces. Yep, yep. But hey. The fact that I'm talking about it now and even happened. Maybe so late i here this one day. Hey girl, hey! <laughs> but yeah. So I had some cool times. That's what I would do at my dad's house. Okay, back on track, guys. So then I would walk. He would I would he would pick me up car, bring me there, but then when it's time for me to go to school, because it was right up the street, around the corner, from his house, and where I used to live, before my mom, we moved, my mom married, so, I would stop at Swy Brothers, and get all these different types of candies, I don't even know if my dad knew I was doing that, I think he did know I was going to stop by the store first, daddy, and then go, yeah, so, yeah he knew. so, because I was not like to school, get the candies, now or later, was the thing back then, right, Couldn't stamp banana ones, so. though. There was this boy at school named Jesus. You know what I mean? So now this was a thing of mine. Mine was to get some nailators and to make sure that Jesus got some of these nailators without really saying, "Hey, these are here. I got them for you." I knew he was just gonna want something. He was gonna ask, and so I remember that too. Making sure, of course, I got enough for me. And he was the only one to share them with. But made sure I went not got some nailators. I can give some of Jesus. I think Jesus, is that what it was that something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Crazy, right? And then we have this store along the way, but it will open up later. So it was the sweet shop. You know, and after school, we go there. You know, especially on early days. Just grab some candy. You know, good times, good times. So, yeah, so, like, there was fifth, and then and then sixth, and then, you know, I graduated. Um, yeah, I graduated, so, you know, in elementary, I pretty much, you know, got to be, got to be that kid, you know, and, and enjoyed school, and just enjoyed it. You know, I did, I went through puberty, though, in elementary, I, in sixth grade, I, I started, uh... Obviously, the whole bra thing, I remember getting boobs, and I was just like, oh my gosh. For a minute there, I was a little uncomfortable. You know, so implementing the whole bra situation. Because I remember I was on patrol, and I think I went to the bathroom to do, I don't know, I just had a difficult time with one bra. But then the next thing I remember, I had this cute little outfit, little Betty Boob t-shirt, and then the shorts, they call it now, like with the shorts and the skirt, and just walking back, you know, kind of like straight up, you know, like out, boobs, like chest poked out, and just a walk so, obviously, I just didn't have a problem with that, yeah, but then, you know, there came, you know, the monster, oh, <laughs> uh, man, when that started, I was just so mortified, like, when my mom used to take me to the store to go get, you know, the napkins, like, I was like, I do not do that, mom, I was like, I don't want anybody to see me grabbing these. so... Like, Brandy, go and get your napkins, okay? <laughs> well, i can't you do it. You're going to walk down the aisle anyway. So I would go grab them, and I would run past her basket real fast and throw them in. Or i just, like, from a distance, i will just make a shot into her basket and keep going. Because I really needed to, like, have no one see me with these, these women. Warm, sanitary napkins, okay? Damn it. So, yeah, that was more, 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 all right, man, when I, that happened to me, like... were smiling i'm like did you broadcast this shit? i was like because somebody said congratulations when i walked into my my auntie's house i was like i know black people did that (laughs) and thanks a lot don't business okay i'm still like tripping off the crap and everybody else know that i'm a freaking monster (laughs) because you know i still don't know what's really going on what this is you might have told me i'm still like not really grasping the concept, a concept of what that was, so, um, so after that, let's see, let's see, let's see, so yeah, so basically, womanhood, arrived right. and then 7th grade, I think things got a little different for me, so, okay, so let's just say, let's just sum it up, with 7th through, through 10th grade, because 7th through ninth, and then you go 10th through 12th. I can't really say, and maybe for some people, I think that I was tried when it came to bullying, and it didn't really stick. You know, because I used to go to summer school sometimes, too, and, and at Lincoln, I would go to summer schools at Lincoln, and uh, there would be some times or something where somebody would say some slick or, or seem like they thought something was funny, because I thought I was pretty fashionable to the to, then, to now, and I also say this to say that it's very true when they say, as kids, Parents have to, like, not pump their kids up, but let them know how fucking great they are, actually. You know what I mean? Because they are, but you got to be the first one to tell them that. It's just like they hear your first, I love you, and all that from the parents. You know, show them through your love, you know what I mean, and how, how you treat them, and, and all that stuff, and, and don't, you know, I, I, I tell myself, you know, I try to check myself now as a mom now, you know, my son knows that. The things that people say, they, just because they say it, doesn't make it true. But I think that I was able to pass pass through those 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 issues that would you know that would confront me very shortly because I didn't let them stick. When people would laugh or, or, or make a joke or say something about me, maybe something about me because of how I was grew up, and how I was raised, and I knew I, I knew I was a victim. And okay, because I was already kind of like a, a shy kid that was just waiting to out into the blossom that I became one day, you know, but it didn't really stick. So, I could have took that and it became the, the brunt of somebody's, you know what I mean? But, it would not you know, the type of kid I was, it was like, I wasn't about to, you know what I mean, just, I can't, you know, doing this, like, looking over my shoulder and just being like, I'm like a happy-go-lucky person even to this day, so if I'm like down and miserable, not miserable, but, you know, and just unhappy or something, just, it's kind of like how... If something heals, it heals itself, like I'm a healer, I heal myself, I, you know, find ways to pick my own self, like I just don't dwell in sorrow, I just wasn't designed that way for some reason, you know what I mean, I don't seek it from anyone else, I get it from inside from myself, you know, because I got it, because when everything's quiet and everything's gone and, and you just still you're there, it's you with yourself, you know, and those are the most important times is when you're with yourself. You know what I mean? People can't make you happy. You know what I mean? They can become a part of your happiness. But if you're not happy, no one's going to be able to do that for you. So um, that's how it works for me. So looking back, I think I was kind of picked on a little bit and didn't really realize that's what was going on. And then as I got older, I think about situations. And then even with some people as adults, like, you weren't really a great person. You know what I mean, considering you know how maybe we're the status of where they're at now in life and the God, you know, loving church person they are now, you know, and they were supposedly then too, right? Because we were kids, you know, but come on, you weren't that nice, you would do, you know, make little jokes or you know, something that possibly someone would make fun of me about, you know, and you would. Looking back, and I didn't see it at that time. The little things to make it even funnier, and that right there is um, there on that line with bullying. You know, because bullying could be emotional, physical. You know what I mean? You could be a participant you know what I mean, so I felt like that right there was just, like, setting up the, uh, stage for me to be picked on, you know, <clears throat> so, and I didn't ever post that person about it when we got older, because it was just, like, kids, but still, it was, you know, So I would go through those phases where people like that would pick on me or I would get somebody to make fun of me about something, but I didn't take it, internalize it, and, and it wasn't just like every day, all day. So I remember having a conversation with, uh, I think it was, yes, uh, Bill Foster the other day, and he, we were speaking about, he was speaking about how the difference, you know, because there's some kids that claim or try to take on that bullying for attention or, or you know, and then letting kids know because that that, you know, there's going to be some times where somebody is nasty, pushes you, pushes you down maybe even, or, or makes fun of you about something. It doesn't exactly mean that's bullying. Bullying is usually when it happens more than two or three times. Then it becomes harassment, you know. So I wasn't c- constantly harassed, you know. And I, I could take my share, you know, of times where, or this one time I kind of picked on, someone for that for that time you know and then it was over with and I seen her as adults and we we're good to go but yeah I, I don't know why I did she just made it a little easy and I think she may have even said something to me and I was like oh yeah okay I think it was one of those things for me you started I'm gonna finish it that's not always a good thing so I'm not promoting that but if you're gonna be bad you know what I mean then don't take on um, you know take several seats you know so, that's where I was at with that. <laughs> but, um, uh, that was when I was a kid, you know, I wouldn't do anything like that anymore, but to say that I'm not perfect, you know, so we all, but, you know, I wasn't a bully either, it was, that was just, I had a situation, so, you know, but even then, as a kid, I didn't like those, that type of thing, like, bullies, or people were, like, picking on people, I, I, I know, I know that about myself when I was really, really young, because we had, like, the Boys and Girls Club, and Girls... In the, you know, in the girls' club that was separate, we had one that was just a girls' club. But I remember there was a girl there, and um, she used to like people would, like really want to talk to her and like kind of like say things about her and stuff like that. And she just kind of just you know do her thing and say nothing to her by herself. And and that, it made me wanna you know go to her, you know, like if know her, talk to her. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want her to feel like that because I could sense it and I could see it. and and so, thinking back, you know, that memory right there just shows me that I've always had that, you know what I mean, that thing for the, what do you call it, the dog, they call it the, when you're like, not the outcast, but also like the, um, what's a word for it, underdog or something like that, you know, the person that, you know, people are not really rooting for, you are going to play down, that's the person most likely that I'm going to go and want to talk to, you know, that's just how I've always been. Hey, God's good, right? He designed us. He designed... I, I truly believe that we all have a place in us. You know what? I'm going to go <clears throat> scratch that because there are some really messed up people in this world who do some really evil things. So I'm just going to leave that alone for someone else or a whole different show. You <laughs> get back to what I was talking about. But, um... Yeah, so... I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I didn't know it was going to go on this, this this long. But then I started going down memory lane, and memory road. And there's so much more, you know. But as I said, this, uh, the getting Snow Brandy Miss Singleton uh, <laughs> is most likely going to turn into a, a recurring show. Because why not? It's kind of fun. I like it. And it, like, brings back, you know, back in the day with throw some music, some old school. I think it's going to be fun, and I think it's going to bring up opportunities for bring other people onto the show to catch a little memories and just good times, man. Because we're in some trying times right now, and it's cool to like lighten, lighten up sometimes and just chill. So stressed about the world, about the this man's going to be in four more years, what's going to happen, and you know the bills and the you know even this crisis, this the children and, and you know what I mean the, the things. These things are going are going on. They're still gonna go on if we stress or not. So decompressing, sitting back, perception. You know what I mean? Could change so much. You can have the same situation, and um, but if your perception of everything, it, you look at things differently. It's like it's different. You handle it different. You see it differently. But it's still the same as it was before. It's just your perception, and then. It go- chose to go run with that perception, and now you're all worked up with that high blood pressure, so, it's okay to t- take a chill pill and, you know, and get in tune with self, by yourself, some people can't be by themselves, I don't understand that, it's like, uh, what is your trauma, <laughs> no, not really, that's because I can, and I, I, but I got used to that at a young age, because my sister was six years apart, and she moved out a little bit sooner than, you know or, well, she just moved out, <laughs> you know what I mean, and um, eventually got married, but it was just me at home, and, you know, me and my mom and my stepdad, you know, and, and my big house, and, uh, at my room, and I just, you know, I go to school, do all this stuff, come home, kick it, you know, because, you know, it's not like I didn't have things to do, like, I was, like, my mom was cool, I was cool, dad, you know, I had, I'm a big kid now, so I had, like, toys, I always had something, you know what I mean, video games, like, Movies. I wasn't without, you know what I'm saying. So I was a kid that and I had an amazing creativity uh, and imagination. So I I'm was always, you know what I mean, very a person that can easily entertain themselves and knows be very comfortable and could be alone, could be with with the crowd, be with people, and could be very be by herself and be quite fine with it. So me, I, I need the uh, alone time to be with it, to be with me. I always check in on me, make sure I own my okay. I want to always be a, a great, you know, a, a better person than I was the day before, working on self, you know, so that's how I roll, and that's how you guys are getting to know Miss Singleton, guys, you must definitely stay tuned for more, um, more episodes, it was a pleasure to be here and sharing me with you. Uh, you guys are amazing. I love you and keep coming back. A voice to be with, your host, Brandy Joy. Peace.